Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Some people talk, had me to, um, to talk about them. And like I said, some people, you know, they were asking me, like, why you ain't say nothing about me? Or why you ain't talk about me? And I'm like, well, you wasn't all that great. I like to talk about people who give me something to talk about. But I also tell them, but here's the other power that I had, because I will also say no, because if you're born, I'm not talking about you. Because I'm not going to pull. I don't like to pull, like try to pull something just because you tried to like pay me to talk about you. I'd be like, I can't do that. Stay tuned. I'm having a messy conversation with Kendall Kendall right after this quick break. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. On today's podcast, I have a social media influencer who got his start recapping some of our favorite reality TV shows from Love and Hip Hop franchise to the Real Housewives franchise, and most recently, my creation, BT Presents The Encore. His name is Kendall Kendall, and he is super duper hilarious. We talk about his position in the reality TV zeitgeist as somebody who is way more influential than even I knew. We get down and dirty about the state of reality television in addition to how some of y'all favorite reality stars pay him to talk about them. Gag, honey. Additionally, we also speak on The Real Housewives of Potomac being the superior franchise and how Shawnee O'Neal needs to come back and save Basketball Wives. Without further ado, get into this conversation with Kendall Kendall. Let's get into the current state of reality television. So Kendall, as someone who used to review reality TV on your YouTube channel, what are your thoughts on the state of reality TV today? And how has it been holding your attention? Okay, that's crazy that you asked that because I have moments where I'm like, am I just bored or is something missing? And something is missing. I don't feel like it's as authentic as it used to be. 
because reality TV was just you got what you got. Now I feel like it's very produced. Um, everybody, some some of the the storylines, I'm like, who told them to do this? <laughs> like, who told them to do this before? Let's just take it all the way back to Jocelyn. Jocelyn was raw. She was real. She was authentic. She just come in. She knew what to do. She understood the assignment. And now it is something missing. But we have some good shows that pop out here and there. Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac. I like them. I still like all my shows, but Real Housewives of Potomac, they really bring it. Your show Encore was hilarious. Oh, my God. And I had, I heard it. Just like um, when I was doing Love and Hip Hop. I heard it. I was, it was on. I think I was like in the bathroom doing something. And I said, wait, what? what is this? What? <laughs> Let me go out here and watch this. And from there, you know, I, went, I, I just went at it because it was authentic. I feel like them first seasons be like real and raw. And then after they kind of like, you know, get the groove of things, they start making shit up. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's my opinion. And I'll stick it to it. No, I could not agree more because, listen, as someone who produces and creates reality TV shows, the one thing I can attest to is the fact that the first seasons of all reality shows, it's authentic. The reason why I'm unable to get into The Real Housewives of Dubai, and no shade, I do call the show The Real Housewives of Dubai, Because, honey, I'm not into it. And the reason why I'm not into it is because I feel like those ladies have studied every single housewife, right? When you look at the Love and Marriage franchise, Ashley Silva from Love and Marriage DC, she acts like no one on reality television. And that's a first season cast member. The same thing with Melody Holt when she started Love and Marriage Huntsville. There was no blueprint to these women and they did not operate the way some of these newer reality stars are acting. So I could not agree with you more. But let's get into your favorite show, Love and Hip Hop, that you just referenced, and someone that you and I both love, who is Jocelyn Hernandez. What are your thoughts on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and the current members in the cast in comparison to the days you were actively reviewing the show. I definitely think they need to bring somebody back to shake things up because right now I think they're coasting. It is what it is. They have their little beef, but them earlier days, Jocelyn shook everything up from Mimi to Tommy <laughs> to Rashida. She didn't care. You put Jocelyn in the room, you already know that's going to be a scene. You got a scene. If you were struggling with something, throw Jocelyn in there. I don't care if she wasn't invited to the party. Throw her in there. You, you you need somebody to come and shake things up because uh, right now, there I think it's coasting. We'll see what happens August 8th because it's coming back out. August 8th, we'll see what happens. They've been gone. They've been doing like the little retreats and stuff. I didn't watch those because I, I, I took a peek at them, but it didn't really capture my attention like the actual season do. So they've been gone. And, you know, people have been clowning because they've been in the house. So now that we outside, maybe they're going to give us some outside energy. <laughs> So we'll see August 8th. I already ran into uh, Kirk and Rashida. His hair is coming back in. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Not his hair coming back <laughs> Rashida is still pretty and gorgeous like she always is, you know. We ready to see who Carly's fucking. We don't know who Carly's fucking. She's fucking somebody every year. So I'm ready to see 
who Carla is fucking. Yep. She always got a new fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not fucking every year. <laughs> See, these are the spicy and unapologetic commentary we're used to getting from you when you used to recap love and hip hop. Although you moved on to acting, you got your start recapping reality TV, and you made such a large influence in this genre. So I want to give you your flowers for that, Kendall. But my question is this Do you now find it difficult? for you to give recaps on reality TV today, especially since you know them and you run into them more by you also being in front of the camera. Yes, and that was my fear, you know, when I was doing reality on the couch in Detroit. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, because when I started getting booked, I started running into these people. And of course, the first thing I thought is, oh shoot, they about to get me. But they actually was like, oh my God, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then I started getting hit up in the DM, like, why you ain't talk about me today? I'm like, what? You want me to talk about you? But here's the thing. This is what they were saying at their green screens. If Kendall don't talk about you, you're not relevant. And I said, oh, bitch got power. <laughs> oh, bitch got power. <laughs> and they was like, why are you not talking about me? And I got, I think Suki attacked me and was like, why you don't, why you ain't talk about me? Uh, what you, you like me or something? You don't like me? What's going on? You like me? You don't like me? And I was like, I just didn't have nothing to talk about. It was a thing. But once I started getting cool and started getting in the circle, the Hollywood circle, it was difficult. But I kind of took a small page from Wendy Williams. <laughs> I heard her say one time that she don't like to get close with people because she has to talk about them. But hers is different. I just talk about what I see on TV. I don't go and, you know, after and, and dig deep and pull up stuff. I just talk about what you show me on TV. That's what you did. So you getting mad at me. You you let it be on TV. So you mad at me because why? So um, I'm cool with them. But sometimes I like when they want to tell me their story, like, so this was going to happen. Don't talk to me about that. No, because you're going to mess it up. It's not going to be authentic. I want to see it on TV. So they try to give me like a little, you know, the little in on it. Like, so, so Kurt got another baby coming out. This is not, this didn't happen, guys. I'm just using this. This didn't happen. Because Carlos, y'all should see Carlos right now. This didn't happen. I'm just using this as an example. Got another baby. but And I'll be like, oh, no, don't tell me because now I'm be expecting it. I want to get it because it's raw. It's authentic. My reaction, my reaction, real. Like, it's nothing that I know. I react off of what I see right then and there. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. So who was it? Because you can't drop that bomb and not let me know who it was. I'm loving hip-hop, one of the franchises. Let's put it that way. But no, no, I can say who it was. Um, it was Shay. Because remember, I was going in on Shay Wiggs all the time. <laughs> remember, Shay Wiggs was a thing. And she was like, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> she was like, I was like, girl, but you had these bees nests and stuff on. And we was just trying to figure out what was going on. We just wanted your hair flat. We wanted you to be pretty on TV, baby. What's going on? But let me tell you, I'm going to tell you this, Carlos. When I was going in on the hair, I ain't going to lie. I can't. I, listen, back in my old days, that was some of my fun times I had doing reality. But people, it was like when I got in, went in on the hair, oh, my God. The next season, they came correct. And I was like, well, at least they listening. If I went in on an outfit, okay, well, they listening. Because at the end of the day, I'm going in on it, not going in on it just to be funny. I am being funny because it, the shit is funny. But also, fix these things. Because you know, and sometimes in my commentary, 
I give advice. Sometimes people are like, oh, he preaching. So I'm like, I might be going in, but I'm going to give you a message behind you. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good point, because when I was working with Felicia Fallon on BT Presents The Encore, you know, the show where you read the girls, I used to tell them all the time, like, look, if people are talking about you, that's a good thing. It means you're relevant. It means you're worth talking about. You want to be a part of the conversation. And one thing I know about reality television is we cast people who we feel like are conversation starters. So if you're not starting the conversation, you're not relevant on my show, period, or any other show. You want to be talked about because when you do, people buy into you and your products. And that's why when it came to the encore, the group Blueprint their album shot to number one on the R&B iTunes chart. When did you realize the power and influence of your opinion in this space of reality TV? Because the example I want to give is Shay from Love & Hip Hop and how you influenced her getting a better wig. Love you, Shay. No shade. But also how you also made people step up their game in appearing on the show. Were you always aware of this influence that you possessed? Yes, I knew it. Ooh, I knew it before I left Michigan. I knew it before I left Michigan. Let me put you in on something. Some people paid me. And this was a part of my savings that how I got to L.A. Wait, 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 hold up. They used to pay you? Let me put you in on that. <laughs> Some people paid me to talk about them, but just made sure that I tag their business or tag them. You know what I mean? But no, some people talk had me to um to talk about them. And like I said, some people you know, they were asking me like, why you ain't say nothing about me? Or why you ain't talk about me? And I'm like, Well, you wasn't all that great. I like to talk about people who give me something to talk about. Felicia and Fallon was amazing. When I talk and people get so mad sometimes because they be like, Why are you going going in on these people? I wanna jump from Felicia to uh Real Housewife of Potomac. Um Candace, I went in on Candace a lot. But when I, what they don't understand is when I go in on somebody, I like them because they giving me something to talk about. And they think I hated Candace. And I, she got on my nerves with some of the stuff she did, but Candace is TV. She's great for TV because she, she has it. She just has what it takes. She keeps the pot stirring. That's what I said. Like a Jocelyn Hernandez, you come in and you keep the pot stirring. Cardi, Cardi came in and she stirred the pot too whenever she was on there. Um, so... I mean, I got paid before to talk about some people, but I also tell them, but here's the other power that I had. Cause I will also say no, because if you're born, I'm not talking about you because I'm not going to pull. I don't like to pull, like try to pull something just because you tried to like pay me to talk about you. I'd be like, yeah, I can't do that. Nah. Or, Hey, when you do this, I don't know if you remember, I used to do the real BB Judy, the miracle drops. I will always have those drops at the uh, TV. You know, I was like, oh, you need some uh, miracle drops. You ain't got no edges, this and that. It made sense for what I was doing and what I was talking about at the moment. So that income, when I figured out this was a business, and I found, I said, oh, this is a thing. Okay. And my boss called me in her office. I said, oh, I'm about to get fired. Because she saw me on the BT Awards. <laughs> she said, how long I got? I said, huh? <laughs> she was like, don't play with me. My kids showed me. Uh, you showed me you on, on the BT. I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, August? 
it was July at this point. She was like, give me to September. I was like, okay, September, that's it because October, I'm out of here. I'm moving to LA. I got my apartment. I got to move in on the 15th. She was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, yeah. She was like, so when you was going to tell me? I was like, um, I wasn't. I was going to give you a two weeks like <laughs> I'm supposed to do. So give you two weeks and I was going to be out of there. But I saved my money from, you know, everything I I did on social media, whether it was at the time when I used to post promos or if I was doing promotions within my commentary, um, any bookings that I had. And I was still living off my money I was making from my corporate job. And then all of that money that I was making, I had saved up so much because I know how I wanted to live in L.A., where I wanted to live in L.A., and what I wanted to do. So, yeah. You got to have a plan because when you fail the plan, you plan to fail. I told you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, give you a word or two. No, I might talk my shit, but I got some shit for you. (laughs) Boy, you are dropping gems. But that's the beauty of this podcast is because not only do we talk mess about people, but we're also here to inspire. So you're telling me that you quit your corporate job to further your career in entertainment. So much so, you lived off your corporate job salary and use your income from social media, the bookings and the commentary and all that stuff, and use that money to go further in this industry. Yep, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. That, that PayPal account that I had, it was just racking up. And I was just looking at it like, what? I remember when I got $20,000. I said, oh my God, I'm rich. <laughs> oh my God, I am rich. What in the heck? And it kept going. It was When it hit 50, I said, oh, I, oh. <laughs> And I said, oh, and then when I started making that winter, it was that winter. It was so cold, Carlos. I was traveling from, I was a nobody. I was traveling from nobody to Troy, trying to get to uh, work. I said, this the last winter. I said, I'd be damned if I stay here another winter. It was so bad. I got in an accident. had to get a new car. I said, yeah, I'm getting out of here. I said, this it. My hand's cold. I'm freezing. No, I can't do <laughs> I can't do this. I said, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. And... And so many people were like, well, it's expensive out there. Well, this, that. But it was like, I didn't care. And you know how sometimes it's easy to be influenced and be like, okay, I'll wait another year. Hold on. I didn't care. I was packing and I I wasn't even worried about what would happen. And what got me was when I was getting out there, VH1, of course, they had me do some uh, Facebook Live with Love & Hip Hop cast. And I was doing Facebook Lives and then BT was booking me to come out there to do some things. And they were like, yeah, when you going to move, you should just move here. And I was like, I'm actually moving in October, but I'm a little nervous. I said, but I'm coming. And they said, get here. You'll be fine. And then I'm with VH1. Get here. You'll be fine. And I'm with some other people. they like, all you need to do is get here. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. That was that confirmation. I said, oh, I got there on Wednesday. I was booked on Friday. I said, okay, this, this was one of the, that was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. And it felt like I just moved across the city. I love hearing that story because to me, it's super inspiring, especially for my listeners, because you are proving that you can get paid and make a lot of money just off of giving your recaps of reality shows. And I don't think a lot of people know that. So that's really inspiring for people to hear. So you mentioned Real Housewives, which is a larger franchise. Do you think with these newer cities coming out, is the Real Housewives becoming oversaturated? And do you have a favorite of the Real Housewives franchise? 
oversaturated, I'm fine with it because we always need something new, right? How can I say this? Which one is my favorite? Potomac? Atlanta was my favorite, but and I know people probably going to say it's favoritism because they seen me hanging with her, and that's not it. She just really is cool and fun person to hang with. But I want them to bring Nene back, but I understand there's some things that's going on that's happening. That's I I don't know, and that's not my business. I don't want to know. That's whatever. But they have to bring Nene back to, for Atlanta to pop off because I didn't even do a review for Atlanta because I I couldn't. I mean, it was okay to watch, but it wasn't really giving me nothing. I'm not here to just pull from each thing. It's if it ain't giving, it just it's not giving. Um, Potomac always giving. And I'm just, you know, right now, Potomac is my favorite. I I did Dubai, but here's the thing about that. I did it, and it was new. So I got to continue to do it because my followers, when they get something new, they don't bite right away. It takes them two or three weeks. If they see me, if they see me do it, like, well, really, four, honestly, four weeks. If they see me do it and I'm consistent with it, they like, oh, maybe this is something I need to watch. And then they'll jump onto it because I did Salt Lake City like that, and they jumped on it. And then I stopped. And they was like, wait, where is it? So Dubai is good. Them girls got a little money out there. <laughs> Them girls got some money. But what's funny about the girls with money, they don't got no real problem. Or they act like they don't. <laughs> they act like they don't have no problem. They think life is just great. And whatever, my husband will do it. Or we got this and we got that. So sometimes I'll be like, come on now. You, you came from a struggle. Because it's like, what, three girls? two or three girls from uh, from the U.S., stop playing with me. But, yeah, they got real money. But these housewives, because I want to see who who's new and who's next. Here's my question to you. Who you think they're going to take out of the franchise? Who you think going to be like, you know, we're just kind of going to go ahead and, like, <laughs> shy away from this? Well, look, let's talk about The Real Housewives of Dallas, right? So that show is currently on pause. And the reason why it's on pause is because, look, I got to be honest, after season two, it just wasn't a great season. Season three was great, don't get me wrong, but season two was iconic. And in my opinion, you can't do a Real Housewives of Dallas without Leanne Locken. And yes, the thing she said was problematic. I'm not here to say it wasn't. It absolutely was. But if we're talking about the coincidence that... The Real Housewives of Dallas got put on pause. The one season that Leanne Lockett wasn't on there, that's what we call a force multiplier. But when it comes to The Real Housewives of Atlanta, look, I think that show is going through a transitional period with two new housewives and a couple of our OGs leaving and a few of the fan favorites not being on. And let's be very clear, Marlo has single-handedly saved this season. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if you look at the most recent episodes where Marlo took the ladies to the mountains (laughs) and she wanted to, like, you know, be the hostess with the mostess. At the very end of that episode is when it got interesting because you saw how... Marlo versus Kenya was very interesting. And if it wasn't for Marlo pushing Kenya's button, nothing would be happening. And that's why I say Marlo Hampton has saved this current season 
of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Marlo did. She did um, save this because I, I don't know. And I thought it was going to be good because, you know, I saw Candy, her and Cynthia had a conversation. And I saw like a clip where she was like, you said it was gone. You didn't care that I was gone because I'm born or something. She's like, no. She's like, but I'm going to be honest with you. This season is good. So I was like, okay. Okay, it's good. Candy was like, this season good. She's like, I thought, she's like, I was a little scared because we got these new girls, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, I'm kind of like the only uh, OG there. Portia was gone. And she was like, I was like, I don't know. And she was like, Cynthia, it's good. So I was like, okay, Candy can sold me. It's okay. It ain't giving like, you remember we used to, when they came on in November, every November, people was ready. People was having watch parties. They was on Sunday. They had their wine, their cocktails, their snacks. Friends was coming over to watch them housewives. Don't nobody care. I'd be going to, uh, I'd be like, well, Sunday, Sunday, I'll do it tomorrow. Before, I ain't coming to Sunday, Sunday, baby. I got to do the housewives. <laughs> I ain't coming. I'm doing the housewives. I'll see y'all later. I got to work. <laughs> now I'll be like, I'll do it. I'll- no, look, I've been saying that a lot lately. But of course, the girls want to read me and call me a hater and blah, 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 blah. But I tell people all the time that the Real Housewives of Atlanta is no longer must-see TV. It doesn't mean the season is bad. The biggest thing for me is it's not must-see TV. People are no longer interested in staying home, missing out on Sunday fun day, missing out on brunch, missing out on P-Valley, no shade, to watch that show. It's just not what it used to be anymore. Look, I think it's okay. It's not a great season. Um, And it's interesting because a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's the redemption season. It's so great. I personally would not put The Real Housewives of Atlanta season 14 and great in the same sentence. The thing is, I think they were hyping it up to be so good because they didn't know what to expect and what they were going to get out of it because so many people left. Cynthia's gone. Portia was gone. Of course, Nene didn't come back. So they probably was like, oh, shoot, because they people kept saying it was going to be a snooze fest. Black Twitter. Oh, snooze fest. It's going to be a snooze fest. All these people gone. And I, again, like we both said, it's okay. It's okay. I'm still watching. I mean... I'm going to give you your views. I'm still going to support it. It's a black show, and I'm going to watch it. Earlier, you mentioned that The Real Housewives of Potomac is your favorite city out of The Real Housewives franchise. Do you think The Potomac Housewives is the top city of all of them? In my opinion, yes. Yes, I, I think they're up there because a lot of people still, they, they like Beverly Hills. And a lot of people still going up for, no, nah, Beverly Hills. So it's, it's neck and neck. It's Potomac. I want to say Potomac almost up there with Beverly Hills, but people are really going up for Beverly Hills. And I haven't really tapped into them. I used to, but I haven't tapped into them. But I hear a lot of my friends, they are always like reciting lines from Beverly Hills. I'm like, where's that from? And they were like, Dorit said, and nothing wouldn't be funnier than with Dorit, and nothing wouldn't be funnier than this person and that person. I was like, oh, okay. Um, who was on? Where is Brandy? Brandy is she on OC? <laughs> no, she's on Beverly Hills. She recently hit my um, DM too, so she just was like, "I love you." Oh my god, you cracked me up, and I'm like, "Hmm, is she saying that because she wants me to review something she's on, or does she really love me?" <laughs> but I was excited to know that you know, Brandy is she she was following me and she been commenting and sending me DMs. I like Brandy. Brandy was one of the ones that would shake up some stuff, too. She'd say anything, do anything, 
And I was like, oh, she she's that one. It's always the, it's always somebody every season is that one. Marlo is that one. Candace was that one. Felicia, the, them twins. One of them was was more than the one. <laughs> Which one? Fallon or Felicia? <laughs> I know. <They're, laughs> it's not easy to tell those two apart. Fallon is the one who expresses herself the most. She's the one that can read you off the top of the dome. Like, Fallon doesn't give a fuck. Fallon was... And then Felicia, she had just come in and, and clean it up or add a little razzle-dazzle. But Fallon was like... Bloop, bloop, bloop. I was like... me. I'm, but you got to remember, when I'm doing my commentary, I'm doing it as a viewer, like how people will watch TV. Now, when I'm done... I laugh to myself as I'm getting ready for bed. I'm like, oh, them motherfuckers crazy. I love them. <laughs> I love them. I love them. They be shaking and shit. Oh, I love them. They got to stay. But, you know, I might get on, the, on on there and be like, oh, my God, why are they on here? They so mean. Get them off of here. If I'm saying talking that much shit, I, we need them. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I tell people all the time, when people tweet, fire her, fire him, we don't like him. We don't like her. That means you're interesting. That means you have ignited something in this person and on the show that low-key, they want to see you. They secretly love you. So I'm so glad you said that. But let's get into Basketball Wives. I'll tell you this. I got up to... I got to catch up. I got up to um, when they went to Vegas for Duffy's birthday. So we could talk about it because I got a lot of things to say because I... That part with Duffy. So when we started off with the show, I just felt like it was Malaysian Brandy, Malaysian Brandy, Malaysian Brandy. I was like, oh, my God, it's a season about Malaysian Brandy. So I'll start thinking back, oh, they always have somebody that's into it. So Tammy and Evelyn are not here. So it's now Malaysian Brandy. <laughs> so I was like, so it's the, okay, so these, this is the new Tammy and uh, Evelyn. Got it. They finally make up at the house. I don't know what happened after that because that's where I stopped, at the house in Vegas. But what is this beef with Duffy and the two sisters? Noria and Nia come from. Like, she told them, I don't know, did I miss something? She told them not to come to the club, and then she texted them later on the side and said, come, because she felt bad. And then they got into it there. I'm like, did the producers tell Duffy to pick with them? Because Duffy, don't forget, that used to be you. So why would you do that? Like the new girl that got picked on by Tammy and everybody was like not really feeling the new girl. And now you fucking with these two sisters. I was like, did they tell her to shake some shit up with them? Because I'm like, where's the beef coming from? I didn't even know it was a beef. <laughs> so let me break it down for you. The sisters, Noria and Nia, one of them posted this post on their Insta story saying something along the lines of going into a out-of-wedlock baby shower or gender reveal or something like that. And then Brooke showed the other girls the Insta story and then had the audacity, messy-ass Brooke, she showed it to Angel Brinks, who was having the gender reveal. And then it became like this big conversation about whether or not those sisters were being messy. <laughs> okay, so don't tell me what happened because I'm, I'm going to watch some more. But I did see up to the point where finally somebody threw something and Brandy got hit and it said to be continued. I was just like, what's going on? Like, Duffy, because at the reveal, Duffy was like, 
I'm gonna go get rocked out. Now what you gonna go go get this messy motherfucker for? He he lives for mess. We saw him on, on Love and Hip Hop. He ready for whatever. Like he cool. I done met him in person too. He cool. Like, you know, he was like, Man, you be doing your shit, that shit be funny. But we know he you messy, man. You messy. <laughs> we know you messy. So why are you go get him? She's like, I'm not gonna get Angel because this is her day. Okay, it's his day too, it's his baby. She not just pregnant, they're pregnant. So why don't you just lead him out, out of it? What did you go get him for? For what? To stir up some shit for him to put old girl out. I think they told Brooke, and I didn't know her kids was that grown. Because one about to graduate um, from college, I thought there was high school, but he was talking like an adult adult. And I was like, nah, this man about to graduate from Morehouse or something like that. And the daughter, I, I don't know, and the daughter, they grown, and she was like, I'm just scared to tell the kids. Girl, <laughs> girl they about to have, y'all about to have kids together. The son even said it like, I'm cool with it. I mean, you do what you want to do. But the thing is, what you do when our kids, we have kids at the same time. Who want to do that? Like, how old is your mama? Like, like, like Tyler Perry, but then, how old is the grandmother? <laughs> 35. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I believe with you. <laughs> Okay, Chaka, Jocelyn said, your grandma the baby. <laughs> if you don't know how you pay, hey, your baby, your grandma how your baby, your grandma the baby. What? <laughs> huh? When she said that, I put the phone down. I said, okay, let me take the dogs outside because it's enough internet for me today. <laughs> Remember the Ray-Ban one when she said about the Ray-Ban? Baby, she can call it Ray-Ban. Do you know Ray-Ban? These bananas are taken. I don't know what it was. I, I, I'm not saying it verbatim, but she said, these bananas are taken. To take a vendetta or something, she said. I said, "Oh, there we go again. That's enough. That's enough. I, I, that Lord, let me go make a cocktail. Let me go do some content because <laughs> the internet is done." <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of done, do you think basketball wives can survive without Tammy and Evelyn? Do you think the show is done, or can they find new women and make the show great again? Ooh. Because I think Tammy and Evelyn is done. You know, like when you're done with high school, you can't go back. You're done. Like that part of your life is over. It's time to do other things or whatever it is. So I think Tammy is in her bag right now. She's in her acting bag. She's Miss Pat showing with amongst other things. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Evelyn in a while. I used to run into her around Shawnee. So I don't know what she's doing, but. I just feel like everybody is doing something else. And that time is over. Um, can it survive? Yes. They just got to, like we said, you just got to find your Tammy's, your Ev- Evelyn's, your um, your Nini's, your New York's, Jocelyn's. They just have to find it. And maybe they're struggling right now. Um, but sometimes you just got to give those people that you think probably won't be that person that'll be, that'll just pop out. You got to give them a chance. You, I mean, I feel like I go through that sometimes. Some people be like, uh, and then when they see me, they're like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I got it. <laughs> so, you know, those people are out there. They just got to find them and you got to give somebody a chance. You're giving all these other people a chance and we sleep. So give somebody else a chance that can maybe wake us up. <laughs> you give somebody else a chance that can wake us up. I think basketball wise can. I want Shawnee to come back because as much as Shawnee was quiet and she was in the behind the scenes, Shawnee's slick ass was behind the scenes shaking things up. She get her one-on-ones with somebody. It was the one-on-ones. 
I'm going to talk to Shani today because I was just so devastated at the dinner the other day and blah, 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 blah. Shani be like, really? So all this happened when I left. She throw that hair behind her ear. I be like, I love it because she know what she doing. Shani shaking it up. And then, you know, they scared to say something because that's head honcho. So they talk about it without saying Shawnee's name. And, you know, ain't nobody gone. What'd she say? <laughs> Thank you for your services. <laughs> but I need Shawnee to come back. Shawnee got to come back. She a part of it, too. We got to need her to shake it up with her little one-on-ones because she knows what she be doing. I love me some Shawnee. I could not agree more. And I never thought about it that way. So the show is actually missing Shawnee. Because Shawnee is the only executive producer that's on the show that really does some executive producing. She's in charge of the girls. She's the force multiplier that needs to activate these girls to give good TV. We want Shawnee back. And Shawnee, please come back and bring some OGs with your child. (laughs) But Kendall, some people may not know that you're also an actor, darling. You're currently starring in All Blacks, new show called A La Carte, where your character, Rain Moore, yes, Kingdom Rain, Rain Moore serves as the moral compass of the friend group. I am an actor. You can find me everywhere. Uh, Kendall Kendall, um, K-E-N-D-A-L-L-K-Y-N-D-A-L-L. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. That's on uh, TikTok, also Instagram. Um, and then All Black is where a la carte is. Also, Social Society is on there, too, which I'm on there with my other co-hosts, Regine, uh, Kendra G, and Angela Simmons. Make sure y'all check that out because y'all can watch all 15 episodes. But make sure y'all tune in to a la carte, All Black. It's very relatable. Um, you got all different types of relationships. You got the side chick. You got the chick with her man who he keep cheating, which we see that all day. We got the girl who's a trisexual. And then you got the guy who is gay, but also don't forget, y'all, everybody think gay looks a certain way. It's, just watch it. It's very masculine. And a lot of people looked at it and it was like, man, like my perspective changed. But uh, y'all, y'all tune in. It's, it's very spicy. It's very sexy. It's a lot of sex, but it's a lot of messages in it and y'all will love it. So make sure y'all tune in to a la carte. And uh, yeah, it might be a season two around the corner. needed five hours (laughs) to continue talking to Kendall Kendall. I can talk to him all day. He reminds me so much of myself. We're both from Detroit. We're both openly gay Black men in this business. And to see how his star has risen just by being a fan of this genre that I love so much and how he left Detroit, Michigan, moved to L.A., because he started to capitalize off of recapping reality TV shows. That is so inspiring. And it goes to show you that when it comes to this genre, you can be a fan of it and still make money off of your opinion. I love it. Thoughts? Opinions? Reads about my conversation with Kendall Kendall? Email me at realitywiththeking at stitcher.com or leave me a voicemail at 310-593-8188. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, 
and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More Sauce.